Hello and welcome to a rather somber, but upbeat, because I'm an upbeat guy, bonus episode of the Heart of Markness podcast. I was initially planning to do uh, a Lou Reed show from 1989 for his New York album. He's in Paris, so you have New York in Paris with Lou Reed. It's excellent, by the way. Uh, But... Sadly, uh, the great, 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 supernal Peter Green, guitarist for Fleetwood Mac, and uh, easily peer with Clapton, Beck, Page, and maybe even Hendrix has passed away. And um, I am not a huge aficionado of early Fleetwood Mac but what I do know of them and what I have heard of them I love and um, there has been a a live version of Green Manalishi that I have listened to regularly for years and uh, it is from an obscure you know I think it's one of those quasi gray market bootleg but not bootleg albums that you can get like in the <laughs> in the bin at Walmart by the registers kind of thing um and it's it's a shit I forgot the name of it the disc that it's on this song is on is uh I mean I can't find it in the regular discography I can't find it on you know Spotify and it's not in print and any copies that I I can get are like 50 bucks um on Discogs kind of thing so I went tried to go the legit route and get a copy of it but um could quite manage and I'm not paying 50 bucks for a song that I can download off the internet so I uh downloaded a YouTube rip of this live song because it's the only only thing I can access and um, it's Green Manalishi it's from 1970 and it is 15 minutes long ish let me see how long is it yeah it's about 15 minutes long 16 minutes long and it is one of the best live tracks I have ever heard in my life and it's crazy that Fleetwood Mac, the incredibly tight, almost, almost metal at times blues band morphed gradually through 800 incarnations into the AOR darlings and legendary rumors era Fleetwood Mac of the 70s, uh, mid to late 70s. It's crazy. And the secret weapon of that, aside from, you know, having great singers and songwriters in Christine McVie, Stevie Nicks, and Lindsey Buckingham, is the rock-solid rhythm section of John McVie and Mick Fleetwood, who were also the rock-solid rhythm section of John Mayall's Blues Breakers, before Fleetwood Mac, the band that... um, Clapton went to after the Yardbirds and before Cream. It's where Clapton became God. It's where Clapton is God appeared. And uh, then that Bluesbreakers melted down. John Mayall's Bluesbreakers are, are, are an ever-morphing 
melange. It's 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 almost like a uh, a um, a paella of of musical talent, and and everybody's been in the Blues Breakers. After Eric Clapton, it was Mick Taylor, and um, I saw, and then Coco Montoya. When I saw them in the eighties, did I see them in the late eighties or the very early nineties? I saw John Mayall's Blues Breakers in Montreal. Whoa, shit. I saw them in two places. I saw them in Montreal, Canada at the Blues Festival. That's a blurry memory because that was a blurry night. Ended up watching the sunrise drinking Turkish coffee in this um, Turkish cafe. (laughs) That was a hell of a night. Holy shit. Um... But I also saw them, I think I saw them in Manchester, New Hampshire, at, like, I think the Capitol Theater or something, with my buddy Eric. And Coco Montoya was playing guitar. And he was... He played one of the best live sets I've ever heard. One of the best live sets I've ever heard. And um, God bless John Mayall for, for being uh, like Alexis Corner was. Kind of the the... All, kind of the bridesmaid, but never the bride, but still being kind of the gatekeeper, the Charon, ferrying these great talents into into legendary status while he himself kind of remains slightly in the shadows. What the hell's that supposed to mean, Mark? It means Regis Philbin is dead. What about Peter Green? What about Peter Green? We're going to get to Peter Green. Regis Philbin died as well, as I found out because my buddy Dale texted me and uh, said, well, he blamed it on me. Whenever somebody famous dies, we blame it on each other. Like, I blame him for killing David Bowie and Lou Reed and Lemmy, and he blames me for Tom Petty and Prince and everybody thereafter. (sighs) It's an odd thing, but I'm an odd fellow. (laughs) Surprise! But yeah, I texted and I texted, you know, he's like, well, I, I see you took another one. And I texted back like, oh, he, like I like I said earlier, he was the, the he was on par with Clapton, Page, Beck and even Hendrix. And Dale texted back, Regis Philbin. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, is he dead, too? And he is. So before we get into the Peter Green tribute stuff and I have some good stuff, I have that green man, Alishi, and I have a jam from 1970 with Peter Green and Eric Clapton and the source tape notes say Joe Walsh as well but from what I've been able to dig up I don't think Joe Walsh is on this and it's not sure but it doesn't matter it, it, it's Peter Green, Eric Clapton uh, Jim Gordon who's the drummer for Derek and the Dominoes and uh, some dude playing percussion and some dude playing bass and it's a great jam it's very very mellow but it's very, very intricate, and they're really connected when they play. It's crazy. I haven't heard chemistry like that with Clapton, um, with other players, other than the, the, the synergy he had with Dwayne Allman and the synergy he has with Derek Trucks. So this is going to be a good one. But before that, I want to just play a cute little uh, snippet of some Regis Philbin when he appeared on David Letterman's second to the last show. And it's only about a minute and a half, so hats off to Regis Philbin for existing. Ladies and gentlemen, Regis, Regis 
minute. God bless the Rangers. Oh, you look wonderful. Look at you. Huh? Look at how nice you look. Rangers, look at my Well, to see a Rangers, oh my you God. look wonderful. You look better than ever. We're, we're right in the middle of the show, but we, uh, you're uh, welcome. <laughs> what can I do you? What brings you here? I can't believe you're ending this show. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I look around, Ed Sullivan should see this place now. You yeah, know? it's beautiful, isn't it? Anyway, been coming here, you know, for decades. That's right. Decades! You, I believe you've been here uh, over 150 times more than any other That's single right, guest. That's right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It actually actually seems like more than 150, but we looked it up and it's it's only 150. <laughs> but now you're leaving. Yeah, that's right. So where does that leave Regents? I don't care. Where am I gonna go? I don't know. These I, people don't know where I am. I got my own problems. I can't get over this. Well, I, I, I tried looking for like a super hilarious little thing for Regis, but I don't want to spend nine hours combing through interminable Regis and Kelly and Regis and Kathy Lee footage to try and find a funny one-liner. I think that was pretty good. And Letterman's whole, I don't care. The whole time while he's embracing Regis with love. Good stuff. All right. Now that that's out of the way, what should we play first? What should we play first? Well... Let's play the Clapton Jam first. Now this is just a big, long-form, free-form jam. It's 1970, uh, February 8th, I believe. Well, it's either February 8th or August 2nd, 1970, at the Boston Tea Party. Boston, Massachusetts. Great recording. It's not like one of those shitty ones from the early Zeppelin days. This is either, uh, it's listed as a soundboard, but it could just as easily be a, an onstage tape like uh, the, the early Fillmore tapes with Zeppelin. In any case, the sound is wonderful. The talent is wonderful. And you got Eric Clapton and Peter Green playing guitar together. Holy shit. And maybe Joe Walsh. And maybe not. It doesn't matter. If he's there, that's awesome. If he's not there, it's still awesome. So here we go. Peter Green, Eric Clapton with the drummer for Derek and the Dominoes. Well, let's take a look. Well, you don't need to know. You don't need to... Oh, I already have the notes open. Okay, I can look. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, the notes say Eric Clapton on guitar, Peter Green on guitar, Joe Walsh on guitar, Jim Gordon on drums, Donnie Scott, who is just a dude that worked at the Boston Tea Party, um, on percussion, congas and shit. So, I don't think it's Joe Walsh, and when they announce it at the end, the third name they say is not Joe Walsh. So... Whatever. Make of that what you will. In any case, it's an excellent, excellent blues jam. And um, rest in peace, Peter Green. Unbelievable talent. Here we go.
That was super mellow. Um, I don't know how many of you remember this or were aware of this or owned this, but back in, I think, 1990 or 1991, I think it was 1990, um, the 20th anniversary of Derek and the Dominoes came out. It was a boxed set, and it was a remix, and I love the remix. Um, Tom Dowd, I think, produced it. And... It had the album, it had extra tracks, and then it had another disc that was nothing but jams. And most of them were just jams with the Allman Brothers band. Complete band, with Eric Clapton jamming. After a show, just jamming. And it was very much like what we just heard. Um, Very mellow, but occasionally just flashing in and out. What, What struck me about this jam that we just listened to was... It sounded like Eric and Peter sharing a mind. I mean, they were playing off each other. They were mirroring phrases. They both played within a a theme and then moved that theme. It, 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 It was sublime. It was very mellow. It was not frenetic, but it wasn't set out to be frenetic. It was almost... With the bass player, it almost sounded like... um. It almost sounded like the Grateful Dead... In places, and that's nuts. In no way a bad thing, but um, I thought it was really interesting, and I wanted to share that with you because it kind of uh, it kind of demonstrates the level of genius and facility that uh, with which Peter Green played his instrument, because that was all improvised, and yet that sounded like a mellow section inside a a, a standard song rehearsed by a band. Um, I don't know. I thought you'd like it. I liked it. And it just, it moved me, man. And plus it's Eric Clapton and Peter Green and maybe Joe Walsh, even though there's not Joe Walsh there. Come on. Um, what else we got? Oh, we have this. <laughs> we have the star of the show. This uh, Green Manalishi from the Fleetwood Mac album. Let me find it. See if I can find it for you. Fine, folks, if in, you want to get it for yourself. It's, like I said, it's a, it seems to be an out-of-print, uh, probably quasi-legal, like, Italian pressing kind of thing, album. Let's see if I can find it. Hey, there it is. Oh, that was... You didn't hear that? You didn't hear that? Uh, Showbiz Blues is the album. Showbiz Blues, Fleetwood Mac, Volume 2. If you want the album and to own this in officially good quality or better quality, this is fine quality. But um, I'm looking for this album. If I can find it for less than 50 goddamn dollars, I will get it. But here we have the green Manalishi with the two-prong crown. Boom, 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 boom. Now, aside from being a badass song in and of itself, I mean, badass enough to be covered by Judas Priest, uh, this band has three guitarists. Uh Uh-oh, now I have to name them. (coughs) You got got Mickey Fleetwood, Mick Fleetwood on drums, John McVie on bass, meaning Mick Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Um, You have Jeremy Spencer 
on guitar, Danny Kerwin or Danny Kerwin, I can't remember at the time, forgive me, and Peter Green, all on guitar and vocals. This is a tight band. Now, when you hear this and you hear the unbelievable playing, you're going to want to jump up and down. That is normal. Um, what makes this particular version of Green Manalishi, I mean, and you can find, you can get on Spotify and find, shit, seven live Green Manalishis with Peter Green. And, and they're all good. This one, to me, is the most amazing. Kind of like when I did the, the Them Crooked Vultures and I had to find a play of that one specific spinning in the daffodils because that is the one that was... <clears throat> this is the one that is... <clears throat> and um, one of the things that makes it so amazing is he does a 10-minute solo on a Fender 6. Now, a Fender 6 is a six-string bass that is tuned one octave lower than a guitar. And he just, the rest of the band backs, you know, fades out except for Fleetwood keeping the beat going with the hi-hat and the bass drum. Good stuff. And um, he just goes off. And it is just crazy. It is just crazy. The genius of this man. And... I need to share it with you now because I've spoken of it enough and um, shit. I hope you guys love it. I hope you, I'm sure there are Peter Green fans, real Peter Green aficionados that I am just they're just rubbing their heads going, why are you playing this when you could play bing, 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 because I, I don't know. I am I am not even a dilettante in the world of Peter Green. I know very, very little, but what I know is awesome. Um, so I'm sharing it with you. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Peter Green and Fleetwood Mac, 1970, playing the Green Manalishi. It is badass. Enjoy it, friends.
That was something else. That was something else. I, I I I can't think of anybody who's who plays like that. I have not heard that language played before. I've not heard that I've not heard that before. And it is brilliant. And um Something about his playing reminds me of Sid Barrett's lyrics. And at first I thought it was some great profound insight. And then I realized that I just think of them together because they both had the same kind of um, light switch moment where they took acid and never were the same. And um, 
which is what happened with him. One day he got, you know, in 1970, he like he like went out for a pack of smokes kind of thing, and disappeared and ended up in a in a cult of some sort, and just a totally different person, and kind of crazy in a way. And I wonder, you know, schizophrenia tends to manifest in one's twenties, and uh, both Sid and Peter maybe had that. I know I know Sid had issues beyond just taking that bad acid and uh i don't know genius is both for sure and that was just beautiful jesus christ that was beautiful and and creative and courageous to do just i don't know it touches me touches me where show me on the doll no it touches me in a good way it moves me it's i hope you liked it and I'm sorry that he's dead. But now perhaps maybe some of you are inspired to look into this yourself. You know, there's a, there's tons of it on YouTube. There's tons of it on Spotify. And uh, it, it's interesting. You know, you forget that Fleetwood Mac <laughs> had been a band for like 10 years before they were the Fleetwood Mac we think of, or almost 10 years. And, um, man, if you do go on Spotify and listen album to album, starting from the very first one, it's interesting to hear the change. It's blues, 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 blues. And then, you know, Peter Green falls off and you've got Danny Kerwin and Jeremy Spencer and, you know, um, whole bunch of other folks and then you get Bob Welch in the mix and Chris well Christine McVie showing up and then Bob Welch and then Bob Welch drops out and then you've got why did I disappear oh Stevie and Lindsay and um, it's crazy there's so much to listen to. Not all of it's awesome. I mean, most of their early, you know, most of their albums after Peter Green, you know, that in-between period, you're going to, their albums with maybe a cool song or two. <coughs> but it is fascinating to hear the evolution of that band far more than, you know, most people think. So, alrighty. Follow me on Twitter, Heart of Markness. Join my Facebook group, Heart of Markness. Heartofmarkness.cam is where I post the podcast and when relevant, these shows. Um, I'm not going to post this MP3, the Green Man Alicia that you just listened to, because even though it's on a quasi-legit out-of-print release, it was a quasi-legit out-of-print release, and it's a YouTube rip into an MP3. So I'm not throwing that in there. I will put the link to the video up, although I might have already. But in any case, you can you can find it there. I will put up this Eric Clapton, Peter Green jam so you can download and own that if you want and uh in any case it's a beautiful day here in portland it is sunny and getting warm it's been very cool this summer which i welcome but uh that's over because it's warming up now and tomorrow it's supposed to be 102 degrees which means my little room up here will be about 111 so i'm gonna wake up in the morning and turn on my AC and just let it fight the rising temperatures. Anyway, not that you give a shit. Um, it'll be hot. Well, it's maybe it's hot where you are. 
In any case, thank you for listening. Rest in peace, Peter Green. Rest in peace, Regis Philbin. And uh, God bless us, everyone. And I'll see you. I may do another bonus episode. I'm feeling a little uh, inspired to do that. Maybe I'll throw some other stuff on there this weekend or tonight, later on tonight. Um, there are times when I just <laughs> where I just get stoned and crank them out until I can't maintain. So it might be one of those. It may be, it might not be one of those. In any case, I will definitely back, be back next Thursday with my Led Zeppelin stuff. But uh, there may be some surprises between then. Thank you and good night. <laughs>